Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. There you can browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a title free, and get started listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM to get started now. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 95, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. My dealers use jitterbug. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? What a beautiful, beautiful drop. How are you, sir? Not too bad, man. In person, live and... Live in here. It's qu- I could I could reach out and touch you. I'm gonna I choose know. not to, but okay. I could. You know who I do want to give a hug to? Look over this man on my right. Who's sitting right next to me? Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the outfielder podcast number three, the great Sam Bino. What's up, Sam? Hello, nice to smell you both. I know, right? In the same room together, all three of us. That never happens. It happens like once a year, twice a year. This is the second time in this house, and I think the third or fourth time overall that we've done a podcast live in the flesh. Which is pretty impressive, considering you live in Atlanta. We've done it in multiple states, and we've done it only a couple times. Yes. Good. Lots of fun. No, uh, No weird happenings like we had in the Denver house, so far at least, with people creeping around the sides of the house and... Missing flights and just yeah. all kinds of weird shit. We're in your house, so I hope there's no creepiness. So far, so good. Just the ghosts. But just the ghosts, that's right. Well, we are... Uh, Did I ever tell y'all my house is haunted? Oh, no. no. Oh, boy. Let's yeah. Go. Uh, not a joke. Like, it's kind of sad. This dude straight up died there in, like, the 80s. But, like, that's not the point. Now, he haunts us. His name's Glenn. And uh, legit, like, our TV will turn on randomly. And then the bed would, like, shake. No. Yes, was, was this 100%. guy's name Glenn? Is that yes? His name was Glenn. We didn't call him that. Okay. Well, we still call him that, but that's because it's his name. What's his last name? Glennerson. Shorts. Glenn Shorts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that is something. I, I didn't know your house was haunted. How have we not talked about this? Well, that's why I'm moving. Oh, I we could. I could have swore we've talked about the like. There's always strange happenings and no, yeah, I really it's it's haunted as can be. Okay, I really don't think we've talked about this, but I'm glad we have. That's terrifying. So you believe in ghosts. So, I guess, like, by proxy, I do. I believe that while I was sleeping, I felt the bed shake, and my wife wasn't there. Could have been an earthquake. We frack a lot around But within the same week, both my mother-in-law and father-in-law felt their bed shake. Ooh. Differing times. Did you all have gas? Is that... I mean, mean, I'm not going to rule it out, but I'm going to say that by this point, (laughs) Occam's razor and all that. Okay. Well... I don't know. That's interesting. Well, we've learned all all kinds of interesting things here in the last like ten minutes. So right before we came on the air, Sam gave us Christmas presents, which was incredible. They're incredible. Won't you explain the shirt first of all? So I gave Ben and Justin both shirts that have the original logo from the like nineteen seventy three Portland Mavericks baseball club. Um, the Portland Mavericks. There's there's a documentary on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball, that sort of illustrates their great success and their win in legal battle over the MLB, um, and also go into great detail the antics they would put on on the field. It's, it's an incredible documentary. Anyway, I was inspired to get myself a Portland Mavericks t-shirt, and I got it in the mail, and I was like, oh, this is good. This is really good. Yeah. And the other the other podcast people need need to have this shirt. Definitely. And we have a thing about matching shirts because you, me, and Jim Jimmy Midtown have that Tokyo Giant shirt as well. I think that's more an indictment of my lack of creativity than anything because <laughs> I just get everybody the same gift. You li- you guys literally got the same shit. But we don't like. Oh, well, I guess Ben and I could worry about wearing this on the same day. We'll coordinate. I guess you text me when you're going to wear it. I'll do the other. Well, I already do that with all of my clothing. So good point. Very good point. Checking in, can I wear the orange socks today? That's right. (laughs) Which, by the way, uh, my sister came in with an MVP Christmas gift and got me Nickelodeon-themed socks. That's fantastic. So there's some SpongeBob in there. There's some Angry Beavers in there. There's some good stuff like that. Angry Beavers. God, that's a callback. I thought you meant, like, guts. Like, you're going to get a piece of the aggro crag. Oh, the aggro crag. Let's go. There's uh, some Ren and Stimpy socks in there. It's it's good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I figured since we're here, the... 
we last couple of episodes, all we really talked about is free agency. Lots of crazy craps happened. But, I mean, all the big deals were pretty much done. There's been some tangential side deals that have been worth noting. But, I mean, as a general rule, things usually get done around the winter meetings and then not really a whole lot until closer to spring training. Um, has free agency been disappointing in any way for you guys? I mean, it's definitely been more active than it has been. I'm going to say not in the slightest. Uh, the only disappointment is the lack of positive movement for my Texas Rangers, who not feeling super great about them. But I think that overall, the this has not been a cold stove like the last two years. This has been a very hot stove, which is super invigorating for the state of baseball. Totally agree. I, I'm pretty happy with what the Rangers have done. They're liable to have the best rotation in baseball if all things are healthy, all the, all the people are healthy. I'm not even convinced we're going to have a stadium at the start of the year, Sam. It did slightly catch on fire. Yeah, so that it sucks. Just a little we, bit. We, we, <laughs> that happened like right after we recorded fire. last time, unfortunately. <laughs> it was like somebody was welding on the roof and some sparks went into a dumpster and lit a bunch of trash on fire. So there was a literal dumpster fire in the stadium before they hit the field. It's a perfect allegory. It's not great. <laughs> it doesn't feel great. They do have a chance to have a really good rotation. I, I just feel like they were gonna do. They needed to do something more offensively, and they didn't really do that. We need a third baseman still. So th- yeah. That was my favorite uh, text, and it's a joke I'm stealing directly from Sam, but I'm giving him credit to it, is he indicated when J-Mac... Uh, put in our chat, you know, news of the pitching signing. Sam, without missing a beat, goes, yeah, it doesn't matter how good your f- pitcher is if you don't have a th- anyone on third base. Yes, this is true. A true. True story. It's one of the truest things out there. I mean, they're going to, like, pick some rando up. I guess Chris Bryant will still be an option once mm-hmm. his legal issue is settled, but I'm not convinced that we're going to have anybody really good over there. And the offense is, is, is a concern for me, I think. Yeah. Trade for Arenado? I would love that. <laughs> We talked about that. You would poop yourself. I would, too. I would go without a right fielder all season if we just had a good hot corner guy. Yeah, exactly. You don't need one. You don't need one. One of the other... uh, We talked about the whole eight people on the field thing. This is a perfect opportunity. Yes. We can test it out. out, Pilot it out. One of the other big ones that fell not long ago is the Dallas Keuchel to the White Sox signing. Another year deal. Didn't they also get... um, Encarnacion the other day. Yeah. I still think they'll win like 85 games. They're Classic not yeah, White that's, Sox. Uh, that's lipstick on a pig right there. <laughs> I don't think they're really that good. <laughs> the White so- We've talked about the White Sox extensively. They're just, they haven't done anything in the last 15 years that's been worth a damn. The last thing the White Sox did of note was when they signed Michael Jordan. Mm, I don't know about that. So like 93? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they won a ring. 97? Yeah, 90. Yeah, and he didn't get past the Barons, so... But he was he was looking up in his short time frame. There are people who say that he was on track to be like a two eighty hitter. Go look at his stats; they're bad, though. I know, but he wasn't there that long. For sure, definitely not. But they it's were still comical. better than mine. Yeah, there's a pretty common uh, theory that floats out there that the NBA suspended him for gambling, but they didn't yeah. want to bill it that way. Right. I'm a firm believer in that because he just went back to basketball after that. That's I not totally how that agree. works. Like I, I, you don't just like wake up one day and decide, oh, my dad played baseball. I think I'm just going to go do that now. Right. That's the more and more, as, as much as that shits on Space Jam, I feel that to be more and more true as time has gone on. <laughs> uh, today, the Marlins signed Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson is That's sneaky good. really good when he's healthy. Is that the first like tangible signing the Marlins have had in two years? Yes, easily. He's going to be their it's marquee like Jeter, guy. Dickerson. <laughs> they got Dickerson. They have um, Starling Castro still. Mm, okay. And their pitching is actually okay yeah they okay. won 80 something games yeah did they i thought it was in the 70s mm, it's no. close somewhere in the high 70s if, if not 80s let's look we have an episode over this we should go back and listen to it here's so do we have a moment for conspiracy theories or not in this episode do we always okay so i was watching i don't know if y'all know this but november 22nd the anniversary of kennedy's assassination <laughs> every year okay so Can as I blame a result, the Yankees for I started. No, you can't blame the Yankees this time. But uh, my wife and I are watching this documentary on Prime, and you know how they have. So Amazon and Co. Uh, have some really great stuff, including one of our sponsors, Audible. And don't forget, go to audibletrial.com/slm and make sure to check out uh, your 30-day subscription. More about that later. But 
sometimes Prime has some stuff on there that's uh, a little bit differently sourced. Like it's maybe not your grade A Hollywood documentaries, right? Okay. Would y'all y'all agree? Yes. I've never really looked into this, but I I'm not surprised okay. by that. Yes. that so there's knowledge. there's this documentary on there, and it's alleging that the Kennedy assassination that. Oswald was at the Sixth Floor Depository, mm-hmm. took a shot at Kennedy, likely shot him in the neck, but that there was a Secret Service agent in the car behind Kennedy who, when he heard shots, picked up an M16 and tried to wheel it around, dropped the weapon, and it discharged, and it was the Secret Service that accidentally shot Kennedy in the head. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's unbelievable. It's my new favorite absurd conspiracy. Conspir- absurd conspiracy theory. So there's a, a documentary over this whole thing? <laughs> a whole thing. I'm not contributing my time to that. That's a, that's an absurd theory. So I actually really like stupid, bad documentaries about flat earthers. I eat that <laughs> shit up. Dude, but that's it the thing. That's how so they get you. But, but now, like, you're giving them a platform oh, and totally. eyeballs. Oh, and I am. They're slowly indoctrinating you. Yeah, no, they're not doing that. Okay, good. good. But they're definitely getting yeah, my eyes and they're getting my views, which is unfortunate. Yeah, for sure. Can we take can we talk real quick about how I got had by fake news on Twitter the other day with the Astro suspension? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I tw- I sent you guys a tweet which was hilarious in retrospect, but it was built it was built just like uh, John Heyman's account and he's him and Jeff Passett break most of baseball news in general. Like they're kind of the heavy hitters. And it was it looked just like his account or whatever, but basically said that all players that were involved on that 2017 Astros team got a five-game suspension at the beginning of the year. And that's fake. Fake news. For sure fake. And and I own that. But I just... I think that kind of is an interesting commentary on the fact that that's probably what's going to happen is something very underwhelming like that. Well, I was actually surprised that that was the case. I was like, that's actually pretty heavy. Right. Well, I I think we talked about this is, number one... Did they break a textbook rule? Right. And so, therefore, what would they be punished textbook for? So, it seemed to me like, wow, I can't believe they got anything. And to Sam's point, he thought it was heavy. I thought it was light. But, once again, they didn't technically break a rule. Right. So, then what do you really... I mean, most of those... I mean, not most of those players, but a good amount of those players and managers and coaches have all moved on to other teams. So, it's... You're really just disciplining other teams at that point. Which was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, that that is pretty funny. Everyone else. (laughs) So that's on me for getting trigger happy, but I do think it's it was a hilarious bit that was running around out there. Uh, You know, getting people like myself just hooked right in. It, uh, so I looked up the Marlins record. It shows how long we have not been talking about baseball standings because we were so wrong. They won oh. 57. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, they won 80. And you're like, it was in the 70s. We're like 20 games off. 57 <sighs> and 105. I wouldn't have said it was that bad, but I thought it was so lower than the that. But I just, show the so Marlins but I wouldn't have said it. Bad. Yeah, they are bad. They were the worst in the National League, but not the worst in baseball. So what is Corey Dickerson doing? He's going to hit home runs. Actually, that's a good point. That's a big ballpark. I'm not sure. He'll, he yeah. hits for average and power. That's mm, true. Yeah. Interesting. It, it's one of the teams I think I've been like most curious about what they've got going on is the Dodgers. I've heard a lot of talk around a lot of different scenarios where like the Dodgers are looking at trading for Mookie Betts, like, a lot of stuff like that. I don't really know what they're going to do. So I like Mookie Betts as a Dodger. I think that that would play really well. And yeah. I think he has he Mookie Betts has the markings of like a Hollywood style player. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't know what the Dodgers are doing, especially with um, some of the pitching changes that they've done lately. Yeah, I don't think they're blowing it up, but they're certainly not just keeping the old ball club together. What do y'all think? They're usually not big spenders, and rumors of them spending big are usually pretty well-founded. So I hope they pick up someone like Mookie Betts and pushes them over the line because they've just been like, I feel bad for them now. Yeah. They've gotten their dicks kicked in. The they lost lost two it's World Series in a row and then fell apart in the divisional round this past year. And like they ran up against teams that were just buzzsaws, that were just running through everybody. I think it just shows how bad the NL West has been. It's true. Yeah, we didn't. that was shocking whenever we looked at that at the end of the year. Take that, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> with all your big signings. Yeah, with Mad Bum and the like. That's still crazy to Giants, me. Giants, Padres, Diamondbacks. Like, I'll play them 19 times a year every year. That'd Easy. Be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Atlanta's going to be like And that sunny year. weather. Duh. Yeah, perfect. Tacos? Yes, please. <laughs> Bring it on, man. 
<laughs> I'm excited to see what Atlanta's going to bring this year, though, for sure. Yeah, that's going to be fun. They've had some good signings. Um, they picked up Cole Hamels yeah. er- early in the winter meetings, early in winter, and some other ancillary signings not off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Hamels is a short-term deal, right? Yeah, one, one year. year. One year. A lot of one-year deals out there. Keichel's was another one-year deal, and he just got off one of those. Oh, bummer. Yeah, but I mean, we've talked about that. I just don't know if people want to go into that long-term. Well, I think the main thing that we wanted to kind of get into today, since it is the end of the year, end of the decade, we want to talk about things, I think, that stand out in 2019 from baseball just in general, just big things that we still can't really wrap our heads around, and then just kind of things, kind of probably the same for the decade. Um, do we want to go 2019 first? Sure. Okay. I think the most obvious thing is the Nationals winning the World Series. They're the wild card team. The, the wild card they, team. And they swept the Cardinals? Yep. The fucking... They were fake. The Cardinals fake should not news. have beat Atlanta. Never. No. It, they were a mirage. Yeah. For sure they swept right through them. I mean... I think there was, I mean, if you really look at it, there was relatively low competition for them. I mean, they took the Astros all the way to seven, but, I mean, did they take, in the in the CS, did they take the Dodgers? They took them in like four or five, five games, yeah. right? It was pretty quick. Yeah. With the worst bullpen in the postseason. Of That's any so team that crazy. made the postseason, all the wild card teams, they had the worst bullpen. They just rode their their starters. It prodigiously melted down in the regular season every other day. Mm, true. Ben, where's your head at on, head at on this? So, I hats off once again to the Nationals for pulling it off. Um, very surprising. I thought Houston was much more primed. Uh, I I think it's yes, good for Washington for winning, but I also think when we've talked about it at length, Houston kind of did it to themselves at a certain point. So for me, that's really one of my more surprising uh, things. Or the um, you know, I I know it's it's going to link into more of how the rest of the decade went, mm-hmm. but I think that overall the rise of the Astros, especially within eight years of them switching freaking leagues, you know, like that's that's huge. Yeah, and the window's still open for them. They've got a lot of opportunities still. It's very true. I think. It, it seems like the Astros have been looked at as kind of that darling powerhouse team, and they may be, they may very well end up being kind of like the Cubs, where they're just going to kind of win one and then just kind of fizzle off. Yeah, it's still a team that you don't want to face. Definitely not, but they're less. They feel less scary to me now than they ever were. What happened though? They've still got all that. They had all that talent this year, and it just didn't work. It did work though. I mean, they were really just one. I mean. One game the other way, and they would have won another ring. So, I mean... Bad coaching. Bad coaching decisions, bad for sure. So, we blame Hinch. A.J. Hinch? I think still A.J. Hinch, yeah. Well, I mean, so that's that's the thing is, he's still kept his job. They still have offense. Yes. They still have so much offense. It's really... Has, has there been too much attrition on their pitching? Mm. Maybe mm. cheating just caught up with them. That's... I mean, that could very well be it. Carmen's a bitch. <laughs> Tell that to the Patriots. I mean, six rings, buddy. I know. Nine Super Bowls, 20 years. We get it. Uh, Shut up. So, I mean, I'm just, I've just been kind of like looking through things. like, And so, like, one thing that jumped out to me that I think is was talked about at the end of the World Series, but more in jest, is Bryce Harper saying in his Phillies conference, uh, press conference that he can't wait to bring it. World Series home to DC. What's sage wisdom from the young man? <laughs> that is tough. That was all the beard talking. <laughs> That's very tough. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't we have some conspiracy theory about his beard or something? We shaved it and then his numbers fell off a cliff, so he grew mm. it back, I think. Mm. Yeah, that sounds right. I think we just realized that he had a, a chin above the rest, is what I think. Mm. Oh, For sure. But, like, they should have known right out of the gate that this is. It was things were not going to go well for the Phillies in that case. Like yeah. that's just bad karma all the way around. Totally. Obviously, it was a slip of the tongue, but still. What about the Yankees this year not being good enough? That's nuts. Like they ran through those that Twins team like nobody's business, and they just fell flat on their face. The Twins were a farce, also. Ah, dude, they were really good though they all year. Scored like the second most runs in baseball. Shitty division. They played the Tigers, and 
some other shitty team. Punch <laughs> the Royals, <laughs> White Sox. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the White Sox. Uh, we're, are we skipping over the NL Central or AL Central already? <laughs> Once yeah. again, just forget about them. They were garbage. So can we can we zoom out decade a little bit? Yep. I, I brought up um, here 2010, start of the decade. Who won the World Series in 2010? The uh, San Francisco Giants. That's right. Yeah, and it's worth noting. They won the World Series three times this decade. Yes. In 10, 12, and 14. All under Bruce Bochy. What the hell? Red Sox won two. Not three we're not times. talking know, about but, the Red but, Sox. But, but I know, but I'm just saying is, like, is what I, I... Is if we're, if we're talking about the decade, I think we should start with, oh my God, did anyone see the Giants taking three of the ten World Series that happened? That's true. That's and fair. And every and other the, yeah, year and I was such a strange phenomenon because you'd think that they do really well every year in a row, right. but no, it was like they had lightning in a bottle every other year for six years. Yeah, like those years between, they were terrible. They were awful. Like there, I'm pretty sure there were times in there where they missed the playoffs. Yeah, and there was like... They were quickly rebuilding and coming up to contention really quickly. I don't, I don't get it. I think it's, it's that, but also the fact that the Yankees didn't win one in a decade in that decade. I think that's incredible too, that a team went that won three times and the Yankees didn't even go in ten years. Which just like that's what I'm like. What I'm saying though is that's a historical anomaly. Yeah, it just makes me happy. Well, I mean, was, I'm happy about it. It warms my bones. I think that was Justin's favorite stat of this decade is not that the Red Sox won twice, is that this was the first decade in ever that the Yankees hadn't won a World Series. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. I, I I don't really take a lot of pleasure in their... Don't I, I lie, just, don't lie, don't lie to us no. on this podcast. I, I, it's not that I... It's not that I take pleasure in their downturns or whatever, but I don't really care for the most yes, part. Yes, you do. You have a shirt that says "Do damage." Yeah, because <laughs> because of something they said in a press conference. Because the, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, the, I mean that that's why that that came up in the first place, and it just says "damage." By the way, uh, whatever. I, I want to make make the sure the record. The spirit of it was correct. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so yeah, the last time they won was 2009. So for me, when I'm looking at the decade, I start with the Giants. I keep talking a little bit because you're right. The Red Sox won two. They correct. won a fifth of all the World Series this past decade. That's nuts too. That's pretty good. One of them they shouldn't have won. Fate is a hell of a thing whenever you have a national tragedy happen right down the road. Yeah. Like, not to take it away from them or anything, but that team was the most ragtag butch you've ever seen. And uh, for those listening at home, that's the 2013 Red Sox. He's talking about the Patriots yeah. Day bombing at the Boston Marathon. Yeah. But, I, it, I mean, that team was so destined from right there. I mean, Joel Hanrahan was on that team. Do you remember him? No. Exactly. He was their closer. <laughs> He was a hammerhead shark? Yeah, no, he <laughs> threw out his shoulder almost immediately. <laughs> it was like his third se- uh, closed situation. And his shoulder fell just fell shoulder. off. Dude, his, like, he had some surgery that you just look at. You, you listen to like what's going to happen. You're like, yeah, he's never going to pitch again. Right. Never in a million years. He might be able to write later. His at, maybe, dude. His last pitch was so bad that it like it went way back behind the head and hit the backstop like ad thing and like punched a hole in that. Like It was... It was tough to watch. It's pretty good. But they luck. won a World Series. Like that shouldn't have really necessarily happened. Yeah. But I'll take what I'll take any win I get. But still, it's it's crazy that a fifth of that is there. So the I'm trying to think. So the teams that won that had never won before or that had won in a very long time would have been like the Royals. Yes. The Astros. Yes. The Nationals, and then of course the Cubbies. The Cubbies, that's, of course. That's yeah. the big the big story. After Boston broke the curse in 04. Yep. After Boston broke the curse in 04, that was the longest drought. Correct. 86 years. And right now, the uh, now that the Cubs have broken the drought, the longest drought is um, Cleveland. Really? Really? Wow. I Cleveland's the that. longest, and then Texas Rangers are the second longest. But Cleveland is the, is the longest World Series drought. So, are the... So the Rangers are the only other team besides behind them that hasn't won a ring at all. Like, cause the Rangers no, haven't no, won a ring. There are other won. new teams that haven't won that came got around it. since. But the just Rangers. longest yep. with. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yep. Okay. So longest without, which include the expansion teams. Yeah. Yeah, got it. That's crazy, and just to think. I mean, speaking of decade defining things, I mean, one catch is all you have to make to. To take that through, not to take you, uh, yes. drag you guys back through it, but like that was a good team. I don't swear too often. Yeah, holy don't. shit, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was not good. That was That's rough. what sticks out to me. My team in my fourth decade of life finally um, made it to the World Series. 
Twice. It was a hell of a time. Uh, and we blew it both times. I went to every home game. It was devastating. <laughs> yeah, that is... Was the catch on the road? I used so much money. No, it was here. It was here? It was here. It was game six. It was here in Arlington. Wow. That is nuts. And the, like, what's got to infuriate you guys is that he's gone on to have a pretty successful career elsewhere. Like I with mean, several teams. I don't like that he missed that catch. And I will forever blame him for that. But like... Yeah, I'm not going to say, like, oh, I wish he has a shitty career afterwards. I mean, like, I, I probably would, but... Yeah, I would. <laughs> you're, yeah, I you're better than us, I guess. If he's still with the Rangers, be like, why do we still have this guy? Yeah, how's the, how's the weather on your high horse up there, Sam? <laughs> Sorry. No, I didn't mean for it. To no, you're guy. totally good. <laughs> uh, the other thing that sticks out in my mind is PEDs. Mm. Still happening a lot. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that, because the... All of the steroid era, and the the home run era, you know, 96, 97, 98, uh, I want to say that Barry Bond set the home run record in 2001. Did he? <laughs> but, like, since then, has performance-enhancing drugs, have they gone away? No. No. No, have Ricky they gotten Montes. worse? Right. Ricky Montes got suspended after like May or June or something. He was pitching the hell out of the ball. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is since they haven't gone away... What, if anything, should Major League Baseball be doing? I don't know. They're out trying to tackle uh, the minor league system right now. They're not worried about this for whatever reason, which is what they should be worried about, right? Like, once again, just an example of how they're trying to deal with something that doesn't really need to be dealt with right now. It's definitely lessened, right? It's not so uh, in your face. It's like, oh, a pitcher got caught. He was using, like, wind straw or something. Yeah. There's no, like, Barry Bonds with a neck, like, fucking 19 inches across anymore yeah um, they, I, the they size of a labrador <laughs> <laughs> it's like and, it, and now that bartolo's not in the league it's you know hey man there that are was no, pure spaghetti yo there there are no more 19 inch necks around here i'm sure they've upped their testing regimens for all the players and their random testing because there there is less of it but the fact that it's not gone is kind of crazy yeah i think that people have just gotten smarter about how to beat the tests i that's got to be it. I mean, how, can, how else could it be working? Well, and then you could argue, have we started to see Hall of Fame inductions and have has the penalty or stigma become lessened? I think yes. Mm-hmm. True. One thing, another thing that I kind of on it's steroids tangential, I guess, is that I never thought I'd see Major League Baseball just stop testing for marijuana and, and completely... That that just came out, right? Just Didn't came that, out like a week like, ago. Yeah, we never can, thought I'd see that. Yeah, just get uh, get over it. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, I mean, not performance enhancing. Right, and it helps these guys. Like right. it helps them deal with pain management versus using opioids and crap like that. Like right. that's very help- much part of the opioid problem. Yeah, it's not helping their muscles actually recover faster. It just helps your brain not feel the pain as much. Correct. And so I I never thought that we'd see that before we deal with them see them dealing with doing something constructive about the steroid problem. It's one of the more progressive steps that I would have would not have expected from the MLB. Not not being one of the first ones either. Yeah, that's pretty shocking too. I mean, the NBA stopped testing a long time ago, but that's a given. Yeah. I mean, but like there's a I just think that's really interesting though that they haven't even come close to tackling that issue, and like it makes you think that they don't want to because look at the injection of offense that's into this game now. People are crushing the living piss out of the balls, and you've got juice balls. You've juice got, balls. you know, you've got these guys that can hit piss missiles all day long. Like it's, it's just, well, so it's absurd. What was it? Is it three years ago that the manufacturer of the ball changed? Something like that. We we need someone who's better at analytics. So, listener, if you're out there and you're analytically minded, can you please, please, please do some numbers specifically around how the trajectory of the baseball has changed? Because we have seen such an uptick in home run numbers as anecdotal evidence suggests a change due to the manufacture of the baseball. Yeah, and there's also this other faction of people that have talked a lot about something to do with with pitchers manipulating the ball and all this kind of stuff. And it just seems like all this has gotten really, really out of hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure how MLB let that happen. They control all the media that comes from their own sport. So, like, how do you let that happen? It's become a rampant problem, though. Well, I mean, there's media leaks from all kinds of sources in an array of places. It's fair. Outside of baseball. I'm just saying, though, that at the end of the day, like, they've let this juice ball thing become a really big story, even though they own Rawlings, like, 
they, but it's almost like they haven't said a lot about it, which is kind of upsetting too because it's it's unnerving. So it makes you think, that, hey, they just bought Rawlings three or four years ago, and all of a sudden. I'd like to take an al- an alternative viewpoint here and say that I want them to change the ball whenever they want to change the ball and without reason and just deal with it. Okay, so I like that that angle, but it's let's just be honest fun. about that angle. Yeah, no, I mean it's like rolling dice. Like, yeah, we're gonna roll out ball segment nineteen today. Hmm, interesting. So <laughs> it's a it, softball. It, it's made of steel. <laughs> Luck, yeah, because that's where things get really interesting. It's a wiffle ball. <laughs> Have fun. Everybody who's playing today plays with that. Interesting. So, okay, so in that scenario, would it be everyone in the league? Today we're everyone using a hedgehog. Right. <laughs> so it would be everybody in the league that day would be batch 17 or whatever it was. Tennis ball today. Okay, interesting. Boy, boy. <laughs> but think about the days whenever they're, like, I don't know if there's, like, a rhyme or reason. Like, they say it's randomized, of course, and all that, but, like... They've clearly done some manipulation during Somehow. seasons and during postseasons with the balls that are being used. They say they haven't. They say they're from the same batch of manufacturing, but that doesn't mean you can't doctor the balls in different ways after manufacturing. Right. So, like, let, let them do whatever they want. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I, I haven't really thought about it that way. It but just not, be honest about for it. continuity of stats, oh, it's such man. a stat-heavy game, this would not go over well. But from, a, from like, a viewer standpoint and a fan standpoint, like... Let's go. Boy, would I love to get Corey Kluber or Madison Bumgarner or somebody in a room and ask them about this and see what oh their take God. on on that, that idea is. They would punch me in the <laughs> face with that idea. They would just stare at you. I don't even think they'd take you Just the line forms to the left. Some people <laughs> with brass knuckles. Yeah. Just leave. What's All that right. same guy? Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. But it's, it's, I mean, you'd have a lot of that kind of bitching, though, is the only... Oh, for sure. But, I mean, I guess if everybody's on the same page, if you're honest about it, then... I mean, it could it change the way you manage the game. If they're throwing, like, a juiced ball, it's like, ah, oh, shit, it's ball 15. It's like, throw out your fifth round, fifth guy in the rotation, because he's going to get shelled anyway. Just, like, let it go. Right, that's true. So, I haven't really read a ton into the specific how the... the I know it has to do with, like, the manufacturing of the ball or whatever, like, kind of what you were saying before, like, whatever's done to the ball, but, like, how... Like, all these allegations running around, do we know, like, what they've been doing to these things, like, specifically? I don't think so. Because every time I've tried to read into it, it seems incredibly complicated. And it's a ball. Like, it's... I've only seen, I think, two pieces that someone had had written on it. And it had to do with the tightness of the way that the interior was wound. Okay. And then there, uh, some, like, minute change in the type of plastic. Or, like, some weird... Oh yeah, this has an extra carbon molecule or some BS, and therefore, you know, it's gonna bounce more or whatever. Perfect. We're gonna start blaming carbon molecules on this show. That's that's where we're at. That's in today's POS corner. <laughs> carbon. <laughs> the yeah. periodic table. Take that building block of life. <laughs> oh man, but interesting. Okay, yeah. So I've kind of gathered like stuff like that too, but like it's very confusing it's a very mu- like they've muddied the water on it by trying to explain a lot about it and you almost think that's on purpose yeah. because it just gives you tired head trying to figure it out tired head yeah you know yeah, what about I mean, tired head this is some kind of syndrome yeah it you is. know about whenever Absolutely. you think about whenever you read an email from me other than the fact that I'll send you two word responses but like an email from me that's like lengthy and you're like I don't want to listen to this, or re- you don't even want to listen to me finish this sentence about my lengthy I'm a email. Very right, thorough email reader. You might send me a pile of crap just as a joke now. Uh, well, maybe so. I mean, that that's probably accurate. But like, <laughs> think about what you get done. You're just like, okay, I'm tired of reading this email. You know what I'm talking about? I'm, it's just like I'm tired of this. I am the least thorough email reader. Me too. Oh <laughs> I'm the God. worst oh about God. it. You're my worst enemy. I'm like, did you read my email? Well, oh man, just walk I into my it. office. Just just come talk to me. I will never ask anybody that. I, I will you know. say, oh yeah, I saw that. Like, I no, I didn't read it, but I saw it. Right. It's not the same thing, Ben. I know. <laughs> yeah, I saw that email from Thursday, right? Oh no. See Good. now, see that feeling you're getting right now? That's tired head. Okay. Yeah. Now Shoot you know what we're talking about. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's tired head. <laughs> you just don't want to. You don't want to think about this think anymore. About work on the 28th of December. No, never, never. Welcome to my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> That's, we're not affiliated with TED Talk in any way. Oh, sorry. By the way, no. Welcome uh, to my Ben Talk. Ben, t- dude, you should start Ben Talk. I think that's a great idea. We'll, we'll sponsor it as a company. Pivot. I would love to hear some Ben Talks. What would be your first topic? Um, I probably something related to the First World War. Hmm. 
Interesting. I'll have Sam talks and I'll talk about the Second World War. God, that'd be terrible. To Come on, to right after. Battling. Battling. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> now we have an idea for a series. It's like now a rap battle. Except we're going to kick Justin out of this small office so that way we can talk about history. See ya. We're going to whiteboard our lecture series competition here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so be. What other? I'm just trying to think of like some other crazy things that have happened during the decade. Uh, I mean, the amount of money that's flowed into contracts and everything has been pretty, pretty wild. Considering that, like you look, like we were talking about the A Rod contract last episode and how it was ten years, two seventy five, two fifty, something like that, and how crazy that seemed at the time. But like, I mean, Bryce Harper signed, or uh, Mike Trout went fourteen years, three sixty two, something like that. We just looked at, so it's like it's a lot more guaranteed money and a lot more, you know, not. Like, I guess more short-term money, but, like, what... I mean, it just feels like the, the money in the ex- the sport in general has exploded. Yeah, and I can't say whether it's keeping pace with inflation or anything like that, but mm-hmm. the the league is making less money, right? Is Revenues are down. <laughs> well, is they keep... Wrong? Theoretically, they, yeah. They're not letting me look in their books anymore, which I kind mm-hmm. of have an issue with, but we have to argue attendance is down, viewership is down... One would stand to reason that they're making less money. Furthermore, the contracts are larger, so unless there's some additional TV money that just we're not seeing, we are assuming that that revenues are down. Well, I think that's kind of the common, the the understood notion because of all those things. But, like, ticket prices have continued to go up, and people continue to pay them. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like... Like, I heard a ton of people bitching about building a new ballpark and everything, and it's like, oh, well, I, you know, the old one is is just fine, all that. And it was fine. It was it was a great place to watch a baseball game. But at the end of the day, like, those places have an expiration date as far as amenities go to be able to, to keep up with what's going on and be able to do the latest, greatest thing that teams expect. And we're in fucking Texas. We right. need a dome. Right. Exactly. That, that no, 100%. Yes, 100%. Yes, it was fine. It needs. We need a dome. They need a dome. And no, hundred percent. Have like pitchers who can pitch in air conditioning, and I bet they're like, hell yeah, I can't wait to pitch in this new ballpark. Right, and and that just makes sense. Aside from the dumpster fires. Oh, all the dumpster fires. Yeah, uh, literal dumpster fires here. Literal. Yeah, but I just I think though that there's this like, but like players are also kind of telling us too that they're not going like teams aren't going out and spending the money that they should be, but like. I mean, I don't don't know how you make that argument. So that's that's where we really need those analytical numbers to say, yes, we may be getting more large market contracts and large value, you know, the Mike Trouts and et cetera. But what we're not seeing is the average salary of the day-to-day, you know, MLB journeyman or what's the, the pay structure like in the minor league system at the different rungs, you know, that would be where I think we'd need to spend a little bit of time. Well, yeah. it sounds like with all this minor league contraction stuff that they've been talking about and everything, that they're trying to do something about that, it seems like anyway. When was the last time they revisited the league minimum? Is that a yearly thing, or does that have to be that's a, a, a CBA thing? CBA yeah. Thing. So it'll be up this coming off season. Man, that's going to be a shit show. There's going to be a strike. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I love I love the chaos of something like that. Yes. So I love the chaos, but I'd hate how it would kill baseball again because it's already the third or fourth most popular sport. Like, if there's another labor stoppage, mm. there's going to be hell to pay from a fan standpoint. Mm, I beg to differ. I think that would actually drop more people into knowing what's going on. Because of hashtag Outrage Nation? Correct. Mm. Mm. That's actually a good take. Yeah, I'm telling you. I, I get what you're saying. It's plausible. But I don't think that... Uh, We've all seen that the country doesn't have the attention span for it. Well, so yeah. if yeah. if you're having a week after week labor arbitrage negotiation, like mm-hmm. no, the people are going to get tired head and tune out after five minutes and say, "Oh, oh yeah, there's still no baseball. All right, whatever, cool. You know, when's football starting mm-hmm. again? That's going to be what happens." I think that this will be a huge. So I, I can see what you're saying there, but I also think that the like ESPN and the the general like baseball media and stuff like that will make this a bigger deal than than it even really probably is in which and there'll be things speculation flying around it'll keep people hooked in it won't it can't go for like three or four months it'll keep people like us hooked in but I think that it's going to be biting the hand that feeds and it wasn't until 
at least the Ken Burns narrative would have you believe that it wasn't until Cal Ripken Jr. set the attendance record and then the home run chase the following year that MLB numbers picked up after the strike in 94. Mm. And while I don't have a crystal ball, so I can't tell what's going to happen if there is another labor stoppage, especially an excessive one, you know, what, what's going to happen? Well, that that gives the MLB time to figure out the different types of balls so that we can have a ball lottery before the games every day. And then Perfect. We're rolling with ball four on Mondays. So if there, you go. if there is a labor stoppage, I'm going to get my banjo and I'm going to go down to the picket lines and we're going to get some good content. Definitely. I will fly in for that. Uh, see, I also... <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, I definitely. I am not joking. Yeah, no, we're, we may all have to fly somewhere for that, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Ben's got his banjo ready. I know that. That's right. No, but the other thing, too, is, though, I would make the argument that there's more parity as far as talent in the league now than there's ever been. Explain okay. yourself. So, like, yeah, you don't have, like... So, like, there's, like, Cal Ripken Jr., and there's, like, you know, your Mark McGuire's and your Griffey's and your Bonds and all that, but, like, that's one guy, but I think as a general rule, the like players are better now than they've ever been because they're using actual science, analytics. They're yeah. using, you know, things to actually be smart about being healthy and. Yes, the middle of the like range of skill is much wider than it used to be. Correct, and so you still have those superstars like your Mike Trout's or you know whoever you want to dub there. But yeah. I think so. There is a lot of money going into that, but I think overall the the product has yeah. risen. So you've got guys like Al- Ozzy Albies who's like on a $100 million contract, which is a great deal for the Braves. Oh, yeah. And th- they did something similar with Acuna too. And they just bought out the arbitration years and said, let's just, let's just do this thing now. We want you here. And, you know, that's brilliant. Now we can get into the whole, the politics of the Dominican and, you know, some of the situations some of those guys come from. But regardless, that's a pretty good deal for those teams. And I just think they're learning how to do, they're, they're learning how to do business smarter. I really do. What about Texas? They're not learning anything, are they? Learning where to move the dumpster when you're welding. I really do think is a bigger picture, like, look at what the Rangers are doing. They're doing a lot of smart things that are going to help them draw talent in in the bigger term. God, I hope so. I mean, the indoor ballpark is a big thing, man. I saw it on the way in. Looks good, right? Oh, man. Looks pretty awesome. Not on fire? Not on fire. Good. (laughs) It is raining. Yes. That's helpful. Wait. It was on fire under the roof, though, so that didn't really help anything at all. There was another fire, and they seeded the rain. Mm, There you go. There you go. What I think is happening with Texas, and the part that really pisses me off, is whenever the team moved to Arlington from D.C. in 72, they had talked about building a domed stadium then Mm. because the Astrodome was being built at that point. I'm not saying that the Astrodome, you know, in 20 and 19 (laughs) is anything that anyone needs to... Right. But what I'm saying, though, is uh, they had the foresight. They just didn't do it. Yeah. Well, in old Arlington Stadium, you know, what became the ballpark, now Globe Life Park, mm-hmm. into Globe Life Field, it shouldn't have taken them 38 years to figure this out. Well, that was before they realized they could cram a stadium down somebody's, down taxpayers' throats. They're just, like, totally on board with climate change. Oh, yeah. Get it. Yeah. It's going to be fucking hot this summer. It's going to be brutal. So we're going to we're going to be can I in- talk politics yet? Cuz I thought I'm not too- <laughs> We're going to be indoors. So ready. Politics, that's just facts. <laughs> there you go. We're going to be indoors for this baseball no matter what happens though and I'm excited for that. Oh, it's going to be like 72 oh, 74. So you've been down to obviously down to the Astros ballpark, right? At Minute Maid. Oh gosh, this was many years ago. It's so it's like always incredibly ago. balmy in there though. Is it? Yeah. Like, so it's Houston. Yeah, well, it's, that's true. It is Houston, but it, it just it does always seem like a little bit weirdly warm. Hmm. But we'll see what they do. I wonder if they do that for baseball physics. Mm, good point. You know, keep very good warm. point. But it is very humid in Houston and all you that. Don't dry out the air too much. That mm. way the hot dog stench just kind of welts. <laughs> Just wafts in. That's right. I like smelling red man as I eat <laughs> from right Always. center. Always. It's <laughs> a good point. What else is there? There's got to be other things. Uh, I'm trying to think of player specific things. Um, I mean Ortiz retiring is huge. Yeah. That's end of an era. End of an era for sure. Um, well, I mean Jeter retiring is huge. Nolan honestly, Ryan retired in 2012. Didn't God, he? Right. <laughs> Seriously. God Almighty. Ridiculous con- uh, career. It, I don't understand how that's possible. If you just like, it's so long. I think he actually retired in like '94, but like, it's not humanly possible that that guy didn't throw his arm off. That's why he's on Advil commercials. <laughs> that guy. 
There's no way he's not getting a cortisone shot to his shoulder every three days. There's no way. As long as the bill's being footed by the Astros organization. Not anymore. Nolan Beef. Nolan Beef, that's what that is. Yeah, for sure. Um, But Jeter retiring, that's a big one. Yep. I'm trying to think what other big retirements have happened. That's the thing is we've had, you could argue that there hasn't been, there's been MLB superstars, but they have not taken the household name. And we've talked about it since episode one of this show, how sometimes Major League Baseball won't get out of its own way when it comes to letting players sort of become household names. But I mean, outside of Mike Trout, who are the other massive names in baseball? And then when we look back over the past decade, there's only a handful of names that crop up that say, oh yeah, Derek Jeter, you know. David Ortiz, whomever. That's true. I mean, that that's a very good point. Is your sample size is limited? Didn't A. Rod retire this decade? Yeah, twenty fourteen or 15, I think fourteen was the year he was suspended. Way he too was. Long. I know. Pretty he, crazy. I like that Ortiz went out um, at the top of his game, and there a lot of guys try and like get a couple extra years in, and it always ends poorly. They like go out with a whimper instead of a bang. For sure. That, yeah, I always hate to see that too. Like, I felt I, bad for A. Rod at the end. I was like, dude, you're injured, and you should have given up like two years ago. Yeah, just <laughs> ten <stop>. years ago. <laughs> I mean, uh, Michael Young was the same way. Like, he went and played for the Phillies for a little while. And it's just like, dude, just don't, yeah. don't do that. Well, I get it with him. He never got paid enough to really make it worth his while. And I think he was chasing a ring because he may have ended up in a Dodgers uniform. I think he did. I think he did a half year with the Phillies and then a half year with the Dodgers. And by this point, it was just like, go get your ring, man. He unfortunately never did. I like that. The Phillies team was terrible, though, that he went to. I don't know. Was it last year's or the years before that? Or was it the one before that? Oh, it was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was, believe it or not, it was, uh, yeah, a few years ago. They've been bad since 1930. (laughs) (laughs) They were pretty good in the early 2010s, right? Yeah, they've won a couple. Yeah, with the, Hamels has a ring, right? Uh, Pretty sure he does. Cole Hamels. Yes. Pretty sure he does. I'm gonna say yes. Um, Cliff Lee and Cole. Hamels. That's right. Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, Roy Oswalt. Oswalt's the one I was looking for. Is Papelbon on that staff? I was a little after that. I think, I think. he was a closer. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Is that when he gave the the finger to the crowd? Oh, we, that was more <laughs> of a John Rocker moment, right? That was fucking great though. The Phillies won in 2008. Was their last championship? Wow. Okay. So they must have gotten close at those times. Yeah. Because um, yeah, then we got Hamels after that. I think right. so, yeah. Not this decade. Exactly. The bat flip thing 10, with Bautista was a big thing for the, the 2010s. With the, bat flips? That's what, that's what led to the fight with, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Odor. Odor giving the punch of the century. Yeah, that was pretty like wild. Bautista. Are you st- <laughs> it's crazy that Bautista just kind of disappeared off the face of the planet after that he happened. He was never the same. No, which... Neither was Rugnet. They were both shitty after that. True, but you almost got to appreciate Rugnet Odor for doing that because they just he just bowled over that guy. I just love that they have slow motion footage of Bautista's glasses flying, like staying still as his head moved away. I've seen that exact image on shirts for, that people have worn around. It's, it's physics, good. Sam. It's really good. This is a pro-science podcast. I'm pro-science. <laughs> so Sam uh, admitted to watching Flat Earth videos earlier. So. Oh, because I like to laugh at people who believe that. That's okay. a good point. I really, I really like it. I have a relative who thinks that we fake the moon landing, and it really oh, pisses God me off. It. <laughs> it makes me so mad. You know what? When people come to me with conspiracy theories, admittedly this doesn't happen nearly often enough. <laughs> but when they do, I go, don't you think the Russians want you to think that? That's awesome. And then they go, oh, shit. They're, he's right. I love the the retort I saw tweeted once. It's like people tell you that we fake the moon landing, and they're like, "You believe in the moon?" <laughs> I don't. So I'm just looking You're through a list idiot of idiot for believing in them. <laughs> while you two are just rambling about conspiracy theories, I'm well, looking up. I'm looking up uh, just random things that had happened, and I don't recall this specifically. This happened in 2017, but apparently Yadier Molina let a base runner on because he couldn't find the ball that was stuck to him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. remember that. <laughs> That's great, great thing that happened. I That's hate Yadier. Fantastic. <laughs> it like got caught in one of the straps on his chest guard. Or something. That's right. Yeah. Is didn't they have a rule something about? I know the catcher's mask can't touch it, but I feel like we looked this up at some point that there's certain rules about what the catcher can't use their equipment except their glove, and if the ball happens to touch whatever, it's 
I think we might have run aground during this whenever we were searching for the Astros rule that they might have broken that we couldn't find. <laughs> I uh, think uh, a, a true win this decade, and it's a this podcast win, was when we went through all of the major league rules and found out what you could and couldn't bring into certain stadiums. Oh, I thought that, that was, was a real win. Yes, I forgot about that. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah, we ran across some really strange things. Yeah, no pizzas over 21 inches in Colorado <laughs> Stadium or whatever. You cannot bring a suitcase into Arizona Diamondback Stadium unless it's a WWE-branded suitcase from their WWE suitcase night. That is the most unbelievable one. It's, it's not even close. Incredible. Like That is so oddly specific. Uh, I mean, I think a, a defining moment of this decade for baseball was the ass in the jackpot with Terry Collins, right? Yeah, he made up a new expression. I think that's newsworthy. I don't think anybody knows what that guy was talking about, including the umpire he was yelling at. I think it was used in The Wire, the television show, <laughs> once, and that is all. Okay. That's just I very use it on my kids. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Emma, your ass is in the jacket. That's right. Unfortunately, it's already kind of faded out, but it, it was a great thing that happened. Was that last year? No, it was two years ago. I think it was two or three years ago. We had the show. I know that. So. Oh, it was? So it oh, was yeah, we definitely had the show. Yeah. The Mets themselves are newsworthy for the decade and just like really melting down in every possible way. God, just so terrible. So much potential. But they were so good. The team was good, and they blew it. As usual. I mean, they've got like 18 starting pitchers right now that they're carrying. And no rhyme or reason or plan. Remember when Matt Harvey played baseball God. and was good at it? Yes, he was really good, too. The Dark Knight, nobody would stop talking about this guy. So he got traded to the Reds, Cincinnati. and then he went to the Angels for a little bit. Is he still... No, the they cut him. Didn't everyone go to the Angels at some point? Mm, yes, that's where players go to die, because Anaheim is the worst town for baseball. <laughs> they are continually spinning their wheels, that's for sure. You know it's a bad city when you have the second worst Disney there. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And the Six Flags. I mean, yeah, come on. So, I mean, the ass of the jackpot thing was great. I think we need more mic'd up stuff in baseball. Yes, the uh, Aaron Boone rant. I oh hate the Yankees. Mad props to him. That was so good. Yes. Talking about his guys being savages in the fucking box. So, I absolutely... You're having a real piece of shit day. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mic'd up stuff, but I think that the... There's a, there's a line there. There's a right amount. For example, I was watching one of the All-Star games in the past couple of years, and they had Bryce Harper mic'd up while he's playing outfield. Oh, is this oh like yeah. an All-Star game? Yes. Mm, like, yeah. what type of a bit is that? Oh, I it's love weird. It. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Another one that this kind of came up during the A-Rod, uh, Nelson Cruz, like, steroid bust back in 2014. I think that was when Ryan Braun got... Oh my god! With all that too. He's got the best swing in baseball. <laughs> Something all right. So good. Um, I'd forgotten about this though. Melky Cabrera's fake website. What? Yeah. So I don't know about this at all. Okay. So whenever do you know what this has been. Do you know about know. this? Yeah. Okay. So whenever he, uh, whenever the steroid stuff was starting to come out, you know, and everybody was realizing who all was going to get popped, he went and created a fake website that advertised a fake product. It didn't act like what he did didn't actually make sense to cover up the actual thing that he did by taking said steroids. So he created a website, created advertisements for this product he was taking that didn't actually exist. Oh. <laughs> and like that, and he was saying, that's where I got the steroid. You know, like, I used this cream, and that's where I got it from. Well, they looked into that and found out in about 10 seconds that that wasn't real. Because it's not like it had an LLC or anything like it's that. It's like he got caught cheating on his taxes, so he drove his car into a lake. Like, right, just doesn't doesn't fit. <laughs> Didn't he, well, it would be more well, like I had an accident. It <laughs> would it would be more like getting uh, caught After. cheating on your taxes, but then ramming into the side of the post office. It's still a government building, so it it does a little bit make sense, but still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. That kind of thing. Speaking uh, of Cabrera's, the Asdrubal Cabrera Odubel Herrera hookup. Pretty awesome. I was. I'm so pleased that that just all worked out perfectly. And like that was not talked about. That was not a thing until you spoke it into existence. We're a mm. fan of wordplay, and I think you had about a four month head start on that one. <laughs> you were talking about that in like May. What was there another one that came up the other day where you're like, oh, this needs to happen? I feel like you told me about one recently. Oh, I did. I don't remember what it was. We're gonna have to go we'll, back. And do we'll look games. into it yeah. for the next show. Um. But yeah, the website thing was great. I can't believe you guys don't remember that no, at all. I, I don't remember hearing about that. That was so, because there was just so much going on at that point in time, and everybody was talking about A Rod. That was the biggest 
Shocker. He, he went in under the wire, created a fake website for a fake product that he wasn't taking. Correct. Covered up. Yeah, and then they found that out really quickly. I mean... God, you're so guilty. What like, do you expect from a guy named Melky, though? Melky. I hate his first name so much. Too. Um, what else? Anything else you guys can think of? This decade? I didn't do my homework. Sorry. I can't believe it's almost over. That's, that's the part that's... Uh, We've we started a podcast and it lasted almost a hundred episodes so far. Like that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, not a bad, uh, not a bad way. Once twenty twenty starts, then we're technically in the future, right? That's right. true. That's a good point. So this one came came up in this article. That's how time works. Yeah. I do not recall this at all. It's twenty seventeen. Esquire magazine had a picture, did a profile on Kurt Schilling, oh. included a photo shoot. Do you know? Do you know where I'm headed with this? Anybody know? I do not. I'm not familiar with this story. After pictures of him engaged in daily life, rounding up chickens at his farm and cleaning his guns, there's a picture of him hugging a pig. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But it's a cute pig. But in what it's supposed to be about his daily life and what part of daily life entails hugging pigs? Well, then you're doing your life wrong, mm, apparently. <laughs> but this, and it, I think it's the bigger body of work with Kurt Schilling. Like he's had a real fall from grace this decade. Yes, that's a good that's a good call out. He's had many Since failed uh, experiments in his life. He bought and ran into the ground a video game company. We're gonna do an episode on that in January, I think. Yeah, I'm on board with doing that, so I won't go into too much detail. But that was a massive failure. It's a hell of a story, though. He's politically unviable. Yeah, his opinions are poop. It's basically, he's had a rough last 15 years, right? Since 2005. Yeah, I would say so. I would say I think that he's one of those people that he wants his opinions out there regardless and he doesn't really care about what people that he works for says, which I can understand that to an extent, but you can't get mad when you won't get hired for a job when you don't want to follow rules that a company puts in place for a reason. Like if he came to work at Sensibly Loud, God forbid, we would have rules that he would not abide by regardless. Like that's just how it goes. And so it's he's one of those people. We have a strict limit on the amount of pigs you can hug in a given mm, work week. Yeah, that is we a problem. We find it hinders productivity. What's the limit? I forgot. <laughs> you passed it on Tuesday. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what day is it? Damn it. It's Friday. No, uh, it's Saturday. But what else is there? Is there anything else? Marlins, man. Okay, so the Astros trash can, that's an obvious one. I just I really hope they were out there banging on trash cans with wooden spoons trying to relay these signals. I think the last the last news story I read about it was where it was talking about there was the Yankees allegedly complained about something with the lights. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, they've been the ones complaining about this whole thing. Like it, it I don't really They'll cry wolf. Yeah, for like sure. The old thing. Mm, yeah, it's a very good point. They are very much known to do that. All right, well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. It's been fun, boys. It's been a fun decade. What, let me let me ask you guys one final question, actually, before we go. What What is the biggest change that you see coming for baseball in the coming decade? I think it's all going to rely on the CBA. Okay. We're going to see what happens then. Okay. There could be some major changes from that. I agree with Sam, but I think that that's one to two years. I think within the next decade... I think um, everyone's job is going to be impacted by robotics and AI, and I will be interested to see not how the baseball, it's not going to directly impact the players, but it's certainly going to directly impact the sport. Good call. That's that's a good point. I think that's, I think that, so they just approved the other day the, the new like labor agreement with the umpire, like the MLB umpires, and they've agreed to allow for AI integration, or AI integration, we've already been over this, you know, integration of technology into the balls and strikes, and I think that the accuracy of this sport's going to get better, and I think whenever accuracy, like, we talk about, we make this argument all the time, but, like, I know that replay is annoying, but it's still a good thing, because you're ultimately getting the right calls, and that's what matters in the sport. Yeah. So, you're going to see a lot more technology go thrown towards that. I really do think that this next CBA is going to be a big thing. I think that there's going to be a change in how players, I think, are sustained within the system. And I think the system's going to contract because of it. It really seems like that's what MLB is setting up is that they're going to they're going to contract the system big time, which we've talked about on this show. Do a we lot. think just the minors, or do you think that we're going to see major league contraction? I think just the in the minor league levels. I think you're going to have it more. I mean, we talked about this a couple episodes back where. 
you have this situation where guys can just start in double A or triple A. And it's like, why would you not do that originally? Like, it just seems like there's a lot of needless levels. Yeah. And I think you have a lot better technology to figure out what a guy is going to be now versus what you did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Doesn't that speak to MLB team expansionism then? Very possibly. Having a team in Montreal or Nashville or yeah. New Orleans or something? That would be awesome. Let's do with all four of those and add in Portland. Portland. I would love Portland. That would be incredible. Just seems like the right Las place. Vegas. Ooh, I could see that. Cool. Okay. They need a dome. They, we just need more West Coast representation. You've seen the map. It's ridiculous. There's nothing out there. You've seen the map. It's a pretty big coast. (laughs) (laughs) It is a large coast. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 95 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. We'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Get it to watch it. Now, now, now. We live by anything. Get the world